Have you ever found yourself really desperate for money as you're growing your business? And so you swing back and forth between desperation and trying to grab at straws to make money any way you can, and almost like an idleness where you are just praying and having faith that God will bring something to you. Well, neither one of those is really, really helpful because as you know, it can still leave you in a place of desperation and feeling like everything revolves around money. Today's episode, I'm going to dive into this. I'm going to get very vulnerable, very transparent with you about my journey through this. And I'm going to share with you what the Bible actually says about this. And I think it'll surprise you. So stick around. If you're feeling God call you to pivot life as you know it by leaving your career plans to start an online business and you're terrified of how you'd ever actually pull that off, then you're a mama with a calling and this is the podcast for you. Here's where we'll talk about everything from choosing the right business and running it as a mom to biblical inspiration and motivation to conquer your fears. Because even though it's causing you some anxiety, you're also excited because you know God's calling you to it. And that means you're headed to a life with more joy, fulfillment, and purpose like you've always wanted. Hi, I'm Alexia Carrillo, fellow Mama with the Calling, and I'm passionate about helping other moms like you step into their calling and not stay stuck in their career for fear of going against the grain. I believe it's okay to pivot and follow God's calling on your life without the guilt or shame for not doing what the world says you should do. This is the Mama with the Calling podcast where we'll figure out how you can actually make this wild calling on your life become a reality. Let's grab some coffee and dive in. Hey there, and welcome back to the Mama with the Calling podcast. This is Alexia. Today, we're going to talk about making money, doing something that's not your calling or your business might sound kind of crazy to you if I'm going to say it like that. This is a podcast called Mama with a Calling after all. But I want to address this because this is a common thought process, a common issue that can really cause you to stumble as you are pursuing your calling. If you view this, um, I guess I could say incorrectly, And I say this because I have definitely done this and it really caused a lot of struggle and a lot of stress and and failure. Honestly, if I'm thinking about how long it took me to get out of that, this mindset that I'm going to share with you and into a more biblically aligned mindset. So what do I mean by all of that? So to start, let's think about what I talk about on this podcast, right? A big message that I teach on this podcast is that you do indeed have something that God is calling you to and that you should pursue that. And that's true. You shouldn't hold back. You should go after it if you feel led to do so, if God has put it on your heart to go after this. But I think that when we get into that mindset that we are pursuing our calling, we can almost lose sight of some of the other things that God also calls us to do and it, we get it all twisted in our heads. So what do I mean? So if you think about pursuing your calling, then you may think that you can only work on something that is your calling, that is your business, that has to do with something related to that. Because otherwise, it feels like you're back at square one, right? Like if you quit your job and you find yourself working on something that's not related to what you know you're supposed to do, 
for your calling for your business because you need to make money like why not just go back and get a job right that was the whole point is that you are not going to do this one thing and you're going to focus on this thing and it might even feel like you're somehow not having enough faith if you start taking jobs doing other things so what can happen is you get trapped in this cycle of I need to make money because I'm a stay-at-home mom but I know I have a calling but my calling isn't making money right now. And so then you are not working and making money because you can't find anything that aligns. So you just keep trying and trying and trying at your business, thinking that if you have enough faith, it'll just work. If you keep putting in the effort, it'll just work. But if this is sounds familiar to you, if this is you, or even if this isn't you, maybe you're still in your job, just be warned of this thought process because what can happen is, you can start to get worn down. The lack of finances, the financial instability becomes everything. It becomes the focus. You can't even think about what your business should do, how it can serve people and all of that because you're so concerned about money, right? And God does not ask us to just not provide. Now, Obviously, if you have a spouse or something that a way to provide, that's a different story. And that's, that's a totally different thing. But if you are literally like, we may not have food to put on the table, or, you know, I just, I can't even, we can't afford to have me not work because you have become a two income household. That's a problem because we have to think about, Is this a way that's honoring God? Does this honor God with the way we're handling our money, the way we're handling ourselves? And what does it say to the outside world? So this comes from me reading all through Paul's letters, all throughout, you know, through Acts and all through the New Testament. Paul talks a lot about sort of like being in lack or being with abundance and different things like that. And I've I've constantly wondered why there is this thought that money is bad or that money is um, like that seeking money, making money, having money is like terrible. And that really we're supposed to just pursue what God wants us to do. And money shouldn't be a factor in there. Now, this gets kind of tricky because obviously we should not pursue money for the sake of money. But God doesn't want us to be poor. He says that all throughout the Bible, all throughout the Old Testament, he talks time and time again about blessing the work of your hands and providing abundance. And he wants to put his children in the land of of promise and to be able to give them abundance, abundance, abundance. It's always talking about this blessing. And I've always been curious about how does this get so distorted today in a lot of our church teaching? And I think it's because Paul talked a lot about being without But what's interesting is if you really look at what Paul's talking about, he does not say that it's okay or that you should strive to have nothing, that holier or that harder is holier kind of mentality, right? That if the the harder it is for you, the more you struggle to get money, the, the harder it is to make ends meet, that somehow you are showing more faith. And I say that because I, I was there. I definitely went through a season where I believed that if I worked outside of my business, that I didn't have enough faith, and that I was actually stifling the success of my business and um, like preventing God from blessing me. So I kind of swung the other way, 
because I, well, and also in that season, I thought, well, I'm just trying to make make it work myself. I'm, you know, hustling around and I'm, you know, doing all these different little jobs as I'm trying to grow my business. And that's me trying to, you know, grab at money, which is true. I mean, at the time, my mindset was focused on money. I wasn't thinking about anything else. And we're going to talk about that here in a little bit about how to have the right mindset when you're doing that. But my mindset wasn't correct. And, you know, I, I really was just chasing money. Like, let me make money any way I can. When I suddenly realized that, I swung the other way. I just didn't make money at all. I didn't work. I, di- I mean, I worked on my business, but not enough to really have a business. I worked on it maybe, I don't know, five to 10 hours, maybe. But it wasn't generating a lot of revenue. So I was putting all the time and effort I had into that, not working on any other job. And then not contributing to our family finances. And we're a two income home. We couldn't afford for me to do that. So I kind of went the other way and basically began like just praying, like thinking that if I had enough faith, God was going to make money like appear. Okay. And again, I don't want to shame either one of these. I've been there. I totally understand. And it makes a lot of sense. And that's why I'm bringing this, this up in this episode, because I want to bring it to the surface so you can see if you're in either of these areas, you can see it for what it is. Recognize it. Humble yourself. If the Holy Spirit is speaking to you right now and is saying, wait a minute, that's me. Like, am I doing that? Um, Because if you are, it's not in the way, it's not managing your time, your resources, your effort, your work, any of that in a godly way. And I have scripture to back me up on that. It's not just an opinion. And I'll just share that here in a minute. So I just want to point that out. So really, the ideal place to be is somewhere in the middle, right? Again, I've done so much study on this, and I'm trying to figure out how to bring it to you guys in a in a more cohesive way than just a podcast episode. I do have ideas for a money mindset course, um, you know, coaching programs, different things, because this has been the biggest thing that has contributed to my stress and worry. I can just tell that so many Christian women have it distorted, their view of money and what it means to earn money and if making money is okay and all of that. It's all kind of distorted. So really the best place to be is in the middle where you have faith. You have faith that God is going to provide for you, but you also recognize that God wants you to work. And if you are working on your business and it, you have a lot of learning to do. If you have just started your business, you have a whole lot of learning to do. Anybody will tell you online business is not going to suddenly make you $5,000 a month in a month. You have a lot to learn. You have to figure out all these things. You have to learn all the tech and get your stuff out there and hone your message and figure out your products and all of that. It takes time. And so God doesn't ask us to just not work. Again, like I said, if you if you have a family finances that's, that's able to pay for everything, that's a different story. This is if you are a two income family and or whatever, like your income significantly contributes to your family finances. And without you contributing, it really puts you in a bind or actually puts you in a state of need. Like you need to borrow money or you need to ask people for help, that kind of thing. Okay, so we want to be somewhere in the middle where we have faith that God is going to provide for us. And we're going to do our due diligence, right? We're going to work on our business. We're going to do everything we need to do. You're going to learn what you need to learn, right? But at the same time, knowing that it's not okay for you to not contribute in this situation, if that's your situation. So you, while you're growing your business, recognizing that it's not about faith, 
but it is about being honorable with the way you you use your time and the way you contribute and that you might need to take an additional job that's not even related. And it may not be related. It could be related. You could often create something that is related. And when you do that, it is not you not having faith. It is not you somehow, you know, neglecting your business. This is actually you doing something that is good. And you're okay with that, right? And over time, where at first your business, you're growing it, but it's not providing any money and you need this side hustle or, you know, side job to provide your income over time because, because the, this job is allowing you the freedom to actually contribute to your business. It's allowing you to not get caught up in the money panic, right? Because when you are worried about money, and just totally consumed with, we don't have enough money. I mean, you're going to go into survival mode and that's just a human response, right? You're, you have kids, you have bills, you have things to do. You're not going to be able to make solid decisions for your business, be able to focus and work on what God's calling you to because business takes time. The thing God's asking you to do is going to take time. And he may be asking you to, to build up an audience for, something or write a book or I don't even know, you know, where you're being called, but it may not be that tomorrow you're going to make all the money you need. So in the meantime, so if God asks you to do something like that, but you're in a money lack state, you're, you're not going to feel like you can't say yes. So if the Holy Spirit is leading you to do specific things that don't necessarily generate money right this moment, maybe it's, I don't know, social media post, or like I said, writing a book or something that takes a while, you're going to, you're going to feel like the answer is no, like, no, 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 I can't choose that one because I need money now. We need money now. And your, your decisions aren't even going to be able to be focusing on what God is asking you to do. And so this business, this side business, right, this way to make money is giving you the freedom, the mental freedom to focus on your business for real right? And to give it the right attention. And then over time, as you're being obedient to where God is leading you, it will start to generate revenue. And then you can slowly switch, right? Let go of the side job because, because that is the goal, right? That your business, the thing that God has called you to, it's going to be the thing that's going to provide for you, but not if you try to do it from a position of lack in the beginning, you're going to want to take every bit of money from the business that it generates. And you're going to you're going to stuff, snuff out the business. You're going to kill it. It can't grow if you take every bit of money. It has A business has to have money to grow. And like I said, you're not going to be able to make wise choices in your business and be able to do what God's wanting you to do because you need money and you're not going to be focused on the right thing. So I mentioned that I had some scripture to back this up. So the reason I'm talking about this is because I've, I've heard it from so many people. I know that I went through this season as well because normally you have three ways that you quit your job and you're working from home. And, and again, if, if you are not in this place yet, just keep this in mind for when you're deciding on how to quit your job, like in what financial state you want to be. Now, again, we want to have faith, yes, but we don't want to be irresponsible at the same time. So there are typically three conditions that you're going to quit your job. One, and this is the most ideal situation, that you grew your side hustle when you still had a full-time income, you built your side hustle up and you've calculated all your finances and you know that you really, like maybe in your current job, you're making $6,000 a month, but with a, a number of changes to your budget, with some differences in 
the expenses that will happen when you now come home, you know that you only need $3,000 a month. So once you built your side hustle up to $3,000 a month, then you quit your job and you just keep on going, right? You just replaced it and you just stepped right into it. And that's fine. There is a little bit of money stress as with entrepreneurship in general, just because it feels like it's uncertain. It's not that it's any more uncertain than a job. It's just that we don't know how to have consistency yet. And, you know, with a job, you know, if you show up and you work, you will get paid. With the business, that's not always the case. It is the case eventually when you figure out what tasks and things that you need to do to generate revenue. Okay, so that's the first one that you just kind of did it in this idyllic situation. But that's not always what happens. That's not what happened for me, for sure. Number two is this is what I did where I had a side hustle. You, you might have a side hustle a business that you're growing and it's making some money, but not enough money. You have some savings, but not enough savings, right? Like you're kind of, it's working, but you are just, you're ready to go. You're taking this leap of faith and you go ahead and you quit because you're just trusting that God is going to grow your business and it's going to be everything. And you're going to, you know, you're going to work harder now because you have more time and, and you're just have this leap of faith. Okay. That can also cause a lot of money stress. You can already hear it. You don't quite have enough. You're hoping it's going to grow. You're trusting, you know, all of those things. And so that can start that cycle of money panic that can set in there. And the number three is that you don't have very much of a business at all. And you just jump a leap of faith. Like I cannot stand this anymore. I want to be home with my kids and I just need to quit. And I'm going to trust that God's going to provide. And I'm again, I'm not saying that you can't trust that God's going to provide. You should definitely always believe that God's going to provide. But what I'm saying is that God also expects us to provide for ourselves to work. He expects us to work so he can bless the work of our hands. He, you know, all throughout the Bible, he talks about that, about people working and even people who were healed had to come and ask. You know, it's, I remember, there's a story in the Old Testament. I don't know where. I feel like it's in Kings and it's, it's about the, these two beggars. No, these two lepers that are outside the city walls and the city is under famine. Like people are going crazy, like just really bad famine. And so they are going to be hungry and die and God provides for them. But it's because they get up and they walk and they ask for food. And that just stood out to me because I'm like, they didn't sit there and say, God, where is this food? I need food right now. Bring it. He wants them to work. Also, another point here is that when you know, God provided for the Israelites in the wilderness and he gave them manna, gave them food, gave them water. But when they crossed the Jordan, he said, no more. There's no more manna because you will work the land. You will eat from the, the food that you create because it's not good. He knows it's not good. Just like we know with our kids, you don't just give them everything they need for the rest of their lives. You teach them to be independent, right? So in the same way, God wants us to work. So if you stepped out of your career without any plan or without any finances, you're going to be in that hyper aware, panic money state. And that's what I'm talking about here, where it feels like you're trying to do everything based on money and you might find yourself grabbing onto different businesses, different side hustles and things. And what I even felt myself is a lot of shame and about having to get a side hustle. So here's what I found as I was studying through Paul's life. Paul was actually a tent maker. That was what he was by trade. I mean, he was also a Pharisee, but he was a tent maker. So in Acts 18, one through four, it says, after this, he left Athens, he being Paul, 
and went to Corinth, where he found a Jew named Aquila, a native of Pontus who had recently come from Italy with his wife Priscilla because Claudius had ordered all the Jews to leave Rome. Paul came to them, and since they were of the same occupation, tent makers by trade, he stayed with them and worked. Okay, so I found that really fascinating because I was like, wait a minute, why did he do that? He worked. And what's so interesting is that he became a, he was a tent maker. And so he had a job, but it's not like he stopped doing his day job, his, his calling. His calling was to spread the gospel, to build a church up, to teach people, to, to empower them, to build disciples of his own, to go out and spread the gospel even more and, and, and all of that. And it's, he didn't stop that. But he knew that he needed to provide for himself. So don't hear, don't hear what I'm not saying here. Paul himself even, even says it's, oh, it's not that if you are doing something ministry related or, um, like Christian faith based related that you cannot be paid. Paul talks about later on that really it's, oh, you have a right. If you are working for God and, and doing this, that you definitely deserve to be paid and you should be paid through offerings and through gifts from the, the people of the church. But because Paul was trying to build churches in, in Gentile territory where people didn't have any community for this, they were brand new getting started. You know, the Jewish people had this whole system of, of tithing and giving, but not the Gentiles. And so he didn't want to burden the church. He wanted them to build and be strong on their own. And you can see this in First Thessalonians four, nine through 12. I'm going to read the whole passage because this is really interesting to me. He says about brotherly love, you don't need me to write you because you yourselves are taught by God to love one another. In fact, you are doing this toward all the brothers and sisters in the entire region of Macedonia. But we encourage you brothers and sisters to do this even more. Do what even more? To love people, to love brothers and sisters, to love people the way God would want him to love. And what does he say? He says, "You, I want to encourage you to do this even more to seek to lead a quiet life, to mind your own business or to mind your own affairs, and to work with your hands as we commanded you so that you may behave properly in the presence of outsiders and not be dependent on anyone. So in that example, that just stood out to me because he's saying that it is something that God wants us to do. If you are able to work and you are in a situation where you can provide for yourself, you should do it. You should have, you should work with your hands. You know, obviously in today's world, we don't have to necessarily work with our hands. We can work with our minds, but still you are called to work for multiple reasons. One, it shows other people, other believers, you're not putting yourself in a place of need because then they're going to want to take care of you. Right. And that's a burden to people, an unnecessary burden. Now, if you can't work for yourself, if there's a disability, if there's a reason, maybe you are looking for a part-time job and you can't find one, that's a different story. But if you have the ability and it's just because you don't want to because it doesn't align with your calling, is that okay? I would put that to you. I went through a season, like I said, where I really believed that was okay. And when I read this, I was like, that was not, I don't, I don't believe that was okay. And not only that, but he says, so that you may behave properly in the presence of outsiders and not be dependent on anyone. And I thought, you know, it, it honors outsiders or people that are unbelievers. Like when they look at you and this is like a universal human thing, right? Are you working? Are you working for your own food? Are you working to provide for your family? Are you working to contribute to society in general, Christian or not? That's just a good quality, right? And so if someone who's not a believer looks and sees that you are in this destitute situation, 
because you're just not wanting to work. What does that say about being a Christian? What does that say about God? Does that honor him with our actions? Now, that's come. it might come across kind of harsh if this is the way you are thinking right now. And I just want to encourage you because, like I said in the beginning, it's not meant to condemn you. It's not meant to shame you. This is because it's really important that we fix the way we're thinking about what it means to work and honor God with our work. And another thing that could come into play here is pride, right? Because I know it's not a fun thing to talk about um, and nobody likes to hear that they're being prideful. But I know that was part of it for me is that I felt ashamed and prideful that like, no, I I'm a Christian. God's going to provide because I've been saying he will. And I quit my job to work on this business. So he's going, he has to show up. Like if I go back and get a job, that's saying that I, I couldn't do it or it wasn't as successful as I thought. Like I have to humble myself to be okay with me going back and getting a job. So I want to give you this scripture so that you can see that it's not actually having to humble yourself and say that you weren't good enough. It's actually saying, you know what, this is the right thing to do. So really shifting your mindset here and and looking at work, extra work that you may be doing, whether it's related or not, again, Paul's wasn't related, it was a tent maker, then it's okay if it's honoring what God is wanting you to do, right? Which he does want us to to be self-sufficient, to be able to support our families if we can. And actually, Paul says that we are actually to work to even support others. So in Acts 20, 32 through 35, it looks like he says, and now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all who are sanctified. I have not coveted anyone's silver or gold or clothing. You yourselves know that I worked with my own hands to support myself and those who are with me. In every way, I've shown you that it is necessary to help the weak by laboring like this and to remember the words of the Lord Jesus, because he said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. And when I read that, I was like, that's really important, right? That we are to not only not put ourselves in a position where we are in need, if we can avoid it, to so to provide for ourselves. And in addition, even above that, and being able to give when the Holy Spirit leads you to give to someone, to tie to the church, to whatever, that you're not, you're not unable to give because you don't even have the extra. So what I want to leave you with and what I hope I've convinced you of is that a lot of times when we read random scriptures from the Bible or we hear them sometimes, you know, there are a lot of, a lot of scripture that Paul talks about being content with little and being, you know, not, not seeking money. And that's true. But he talks a lot. I say a lot. He talks numerous places about working. So what I want to charge you with today, this, this podcast episode, I hope it didn't come across as harsh or anything, because like I said, I've been there and that's why I'm calling it out and and bringing it to your attention. I want you to not feel any shame or have any negative thoughts If you have to get a job, if you are doing, maybe you did quit your job, maybe you quit and you, you know, you tried to do it on your own for a while and it's just not working right yet. It doesn't mean you're giving up on it. It doesn't mean you can't still grow your business, but maybe you have to go back and get a different job. There was a point in my time at home that I 
got a contract job, which was really great because I was like, okay, I need to make some money, but I also know it's only going to be for a short amount of time. Perfect, right? I I wouldn't feel bad about getting a full-time job and then leaving in a few months. This was perfect. It was only a few months. Um, Maybe you do virtual assistant work. Maybe you have some kind of skill that you can do that's from your job, from your career, that's not related to your new business, but it's something you can offer others and you can make an income. And what I want to encourage you to do is if that's you, number one, get your thoughts in the right place. It's totally fine. It is even biblical for me to get a way to make money right now. And even Paul did tent making when he wasn't a tent maker. I also want to point out that being a tent maker and working in the community like that still allowed him to witness and spread the gospel, which was exactly what he was there for, right? He was not only in the community, I mean, in the church encouraging them, but being in the community, living among the people, being a tent maker allowed him to have multiple interactions. I mean, just imagine how what he taught people in the way he handled customers, in the way he handled himself, in how what he did with his words and his actions all day. So even if you go into something that's not quite related, you can still be, you know, a light into the world. You can still do something. You never know who you're going to meet or who's going to, what kind of networking will happen, what opportunities may open for you. And like I said, your business may actually take off because you're now mentally free to focus on what your business really needs and not making every choice from a panic state of money. And we need finances because you do right? It's not a bad thing to think like we need to pay our bills. Like that is not bad. You know, number two is that it doesn't mean that you don't have faith to go back and get a job or whatever. It's totally fine. And then to see this as something that you're going to do while still growing your business. Now, I don't want you to just completely abandon your business. Obviously it's between you and God. Maybe you thought it was the right time and it's not the right time. And that's totally fine. Um, But maybe, you know, if it is the right time for you to be doing your business, but you simply need to make some money, it doesn't mean you give up on this business, right? You're still going to do it. You're still going to do it in whatever spare pockets of time you can find. And there are a number of ways that you can still make money online and do things from home. There are online jobs, especially with COVID. There are tons of places now that, you know, let you work from home. A number of things. If you are needing any help in this area, you don't know what your options are. You'd like to get help on, you know, connecting your skills and talents and what you can do with getting a specific kind of job or starting up another little side hustle that's more service based. Or I should also say, even in the in the business you're doing now, if you can do something service based, like done for you, if you can think of a way to, to make that happen in your business, that can get you revenue, your income really quickly. You know, one of the things that I did with Mama with a Calling is I was trying to help women. I mean, I am trying to help women you know, leave their careers and pursue this calling, one of the things I noticed was the tech and the websites was getting in the way. People were getting stuck. And I was like, well, I can do tech and I can do websites. So I started offering that service to people because I knew that they needed that. So even though it wasn't, you know, me being a website designer isn't part of my calling, right? But it is part of my calling to help people succeed and to help these women get through the hurdles that get in their way. And websites and tech was a thing. And I had a skill that I could offer. Like I couldn't just sit back and see so many women struggling through websites and through tech and not 
fulfill their dreams, like not do their calling because of that one thing. And if I can do it, why would I not offer it? So if you have a business, something that you're like, you're wanting to do, and you can do a done for you service that's related, that could be a great option. Because people a lot of times will pay more money and are willing to pay for somebody to do something for them. I mean, think about cleaning, right? We think, oh, why would anybody pay to have somebody clean? Because cleaning is awful. No, (laughs) I don't love cleaning. But you know, I, I clean my house. But I can also hire somebody to come in and clean it, right? Those are options and not everybody's going to hire to have somebody come in, but they, some people will. And they're going to pay more money for that because it gives them time and freedom. So I just want to encourage you, if you need help with that, you can book a, co- a coaching call with me and I would love to help you. This Friday, October 22nd, in the Mama with a Calling Facebook group, I'm actually doing a live coaching call. Now I said it's like, it's at 11 o'clock central time. It's just free. I'm just gonna be going live in the group. Um, but if you want to go ahead and join, you can leave your questions there. I pinned it as an announcement at the top. You can show up live and ask any questions. I said I'm going to be there for like 30 minutes. But if people are there asking questions, I'll stay. I mean, I, I kind of booked out a couple of hours just in case anybody had any questions, wanted to talk more, anything like that. So come if you have questions, if you want to know, hey, I, I need to make some extra money really quick. How can I do that? What are my options here? And we can totally talk through that. All right. I hope that encourages you this week if you are finding yourself in that place of just wondering if it's okay, feeling really stressed about money, that this gives you peace as you're moving forward and grace as you go through this season. So I will see you next time. And in the meantime, keep pursuing your calling. Thanks for listening to the Mama with a Calling podcast. As always, you'll find the show notes for today's episode at mamawithacalling.com slash podcast. Really quick before you head out, Are you loving these episodes? To make sure this podcast gets in the ears of as many mamas as possible, please head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review. And while you're there, make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out on any future episodes. I'm going to be reading your reviews on the podcast, so I can't wait to hear from you. Also, if you know someone that needs to hear these episodes, grab a screenshot and share it on Instagram. And don't forget to tag me at Mama with a Calling so I can share it in my stories. Until next time, keep pursuing your calling.